My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hello, everyone, and we're back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels, and it's Britt here again as usual, but today we have a super exciting guest. I can't wait to introduce her. We are going to be covering a topic that we have not covered yet, so very, very excited. The guest I'm bringing on, Danielle Savory, a master coach. She's the host of It's My Pleasure with a mission to help people overcome what's keeping them from their ultimate pleasure. Danielle, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on. I'm super excited for our conversation today. Uh, you know what? Before we really get into it, let's go ahead and, you know, give our listeners a little bit of your background. How'd you get to where you are today? Because I think it's amazing, especially in such a unique uh, business that you're doing. I, uh, I'd love for our listeners to get to know you a little bit. Yeah. So uh, my background, educational background is actually in neuroscience, which feels very different than like sexual pleasure in that sort of zone. But really it kind of came all to a head for me through own personal experiences, how a lot of businesses are born. And I just noticed that in my own body, I was having a lot of chronic pain issues, a lot of health issues. And that obviously impacted my relationship with my sexual intimacy with my husband. And it started getting me thinking about like how to just like be in my body. And so I also minored in Buddhist philosophy with a focus on, uh, you know, Buddhist psychology. And so the neuroscience and the mindfulness piece were something that I understood on the cognitive level, but hadn't really implemented a lot in my own life. But when I found this like basically bedridden for two years, it was the place that I went to, to start to find some healing and some solace and some self-compassion was through mindfulness practices. And okay. I started teaching like these circles for women and being able to just tap in and like get out of like the rat race of the head and drop into the body. But what I found so often, like just my natural tendency to be curious. I mean, I was a scientist, so I was like, be curious what's going on, what's right. happening right. was that our sexuality is like this one place that we don't talk about in personal growth, that we don't talk about with mindfulness, that we don't like ever really think about outside of just like, oh, it should just be easy and it should just happen. And these are the ways. But what I found was like how much of our relationship with our pleasure and a relationship with our sexual pleasure in particular is really kind of at the apex of so much of our personal growth and so many ways that we can open up. And it was, it's a topic that needs to be talked about more. And especially for those people socialized as women, a place of like immense growth. So that's kind of in a nutshell, how I got here. Absolutely love it. And like, it's great to have someone, you know, really sharing that with the world because we don't have a lot of people doing that. And I think it's very important, honestly, um, to get in touch with that. And so it's great that what you're doing and, uh, I'm super excited for the rest of this conversation. Thank you. So Danielle, tell me a little bit about, you know, your biggest pain point, you know, 
in regards to I because you have such a unique unique business and it's such a niche comparable to other businesses so when you bring people onto your podcast you know what kind of conversations do you have with your clients and how does that differ from from you know other podcasts and business owners who are talking more business related topics tell me a little bit about that yeah so i think it's like regardless of if clients come on my podcast or not mm-hmm. Really what I find my podcast being, because it's a topic that can bring up a lot of shame and it's usually not conscious shame. It's like unconscious shame of, oh, like I should know this kind of stuff by now, or why do I even need to think about this? Or what's wrong with me that I can't get over the way that my body looks in order to have, you know, these great sexual intimacies with a partner that really loves me. You know, there's like a lot of this background noise. And so what I, find is so imperative of having this podcast is being able for clients to hear my tone because tone becomes so important with how the brain and the nervous system can receive information. And people need a lot of safety to even be curious about this topic because historically it has brought up a lot of shame, Um, whether or not you've been socialized in a very conservative, you know, or not like background, like it brings up a lot and it can bring up a lot of like, um, like where we just feel like we're shutting down. And so your tone, I find is so important because it's me having these conversations, me normalizing it, me bringing up these things that a lot of women bring up or people in general, but being able to hear the way that I say it or the tone that I say it can bring people immediately at ease and have them leaning in and allow them to give themselves permission to engage with the work further. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is all great. So Danielle, tell me a bit, you know, do you, does it come to become challenging when finding a guest? Do you bring guests to come on the podcast or do you do more solos? What are the challenges in regards to to the podcast? Yeah, well, I do mostly solo because it has been rather challenging for some people, especially my clients that have gone through this work for wanting to talk about it, like wanting to open up because it's about their sexuality because it's about their sexual relationships, right? So there, there does be kind kind of come this edge of bringing other clients on and who's comfortable. And I always do have like a few that are willing to have those conversations. Some people might come on and be completely anonymous. Other people might come on and have conversations where they're telling, you know, everything and they're fine with having their picture on and their name on. Right. And so it just really depends on people's comfortability. Um, So that is one thing that definitely has been challenging because even though I've worked with hundreds of people, not everybody wants to come and share their experience, um, even getting testimonials, like on your website, you know, there's a percentage of people that want to share where I feel like in other realms and in other niches, you know, people are really like so excited. They're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so proud. I've like had my first six figure year. Like this is amazing. And they want to shout it from the rooftops where nobody's like, Oh my gosh, I had the most multi-orgasmic experience. And now like, you know, slap my husband's hand away. Like it's just very, (laughs) 
different. And because we're not used to as a society celebrating our sexuality, celebrating loving our bodies, because it's like, oh, I'm supposed to be humble. I'm supposed to be like, not like feeling good in my skin, not feeling hiding these kind of things, hiding it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now, in regards to your podcast, so what were like the intentional actions behind starting one? And, you know, when did you start it and why? And tell me like what kind of actions you put into place when starting it and uh, what your end result was that you wanted. Have you, have you achieved that end result with your podcast yet? Or are you still on your way to doing that? Let me know where you at. Yeah. So I think the reason that I wanted to start it was really because I wanted to start this conversation at a bigger level. I wanted people to hear me talking about it or talking about my experiences with clients because it just isn't out there. It's just not, you know, you might be able to read a book, but I think it's so different hearing somebody having conversations and talking about it. So for me, that was my main catalyst. I mean, of course I did think like, oh, well, if people understand more about this, then they might want to do the work on it. Right. So there is still that like, you know, I, I am also like, I want to share all of this information and I want to get clients results. Like this isn't like, oh, this is just consuming all this information and not taking actionable steps, but how can I actually like, oh, I, I do resonate with everything you're saying. Like, oh, wow. I didn't realize I was relating to my body that way, or my nervous system was being shut down or is relating to my partner that way. Like I do really want it. So that was like the first and foremost was like showing people what was possible and showing people why they should care about this part of their life and like really inspiring kind of that activation of like, Ooh, I want to be proactive with my pleasure as opposed to just being like passive and like being on default and letting things come to me. So that was the main thing. And then taking action to engage with it, whether it was with me or somebody else, but like, Hey, this matters and it matters a lot. And here's what you can do. Right. And building that belief and the value behind it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think I have achieved that, you know, I think I have, you know, it's like, you know, continuously continuing on in different realms and really how to like how to do it. Right. You know, like, how do I, get my podcast to more of the people that I think would really benefit from hearing this stuff, because, you know, a lot of my ideal clients, they're not like, oh, I, you know, like I'm they're they're thinking about growing their business. They're not thinking about like growing their orgasmic capacity. So it's like thinking, like being more curious about how do I get it actually to the people that want to engage in this work that might, be pushing it off or not thinking it's important to begin mm-hmm. with. How do so I target put myself it. in position to have those conversations more? Absolutely. Yeah. I see what you're saying, you know, targeting, targeting and getting really crystal clear on who those dream customers and clients are and, you know, mm-hmm. attracting those people to the podcast yeah. that eventually go, you know, sales calls and, and book into um, your programs and coaching and everything like that. Um, I think you're, well, I know you're not alone in that. You, you, you have a little bit of more unique than um, other people that I brought on to the podcast interview. Your, your business is a lot more unique. So I do understand the struggles that come from being such a niche. 
uh, and finding being crystal clear on the people that you need to bring in and stuff in order for your business to grow and and reach that that targeted audience that it's going to speak to, right? So yeah. I completely can understand that. And, um, but you know what, you will, you'll find them and it's, it's what you're doing is amazing. So I love, I love everything about it. I wanted to ask you, you know, what do those dream clients look like to you? Do, do you have a set criteria or anything like that when you're looking to find those dream clients? Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily a, a set criteria. It's more, mm-hmm. um, I think that the way that I speak about my particular topic attracts my clients, right? So it's, it's um, you know, I talk in a very intellectual way, a very smart way, a very compassionate right. way, a very understanding way versus you know, there's other sex coaches that might be more into like the goddess or the inner feminine or using particular language that actually puts my ideal client off. And so I think that's been like the, the biggest thing for me is to like, be clear. Cause at the very beginning, when I first started my podcast or when I first started uh, my business, even before my podcast started, I think that there was just a lot of fear, like, oh, I don't sound like all these other sex coaches out there. Like, okay. I don't want to talk about like their inner goddess and there's nothing wrong with that. That's just not my language. And so I think that was right. the biggest thing is like seeing that there's room um, and my, my people were going to find me, but I have to get out there and say it right. in a way that I wanted to say it and be okay with that. Yeah. And be you, just be you, yeah. be unique. You doesn't have to be like everyone else. And that's why I'm really like, I, I, I love what you're doing is because it's, you're doing, you're doing it the way you want to do it and how you've yeah. wanted to do it. You're not just changing that just because what everyone else is doing in this, such this unique business style, you know, you're still standing strong and doing it the way you want to speaking the way you want to and um, coaching the way you want to, which is amazing. Yeah. Thank you. So with your client acquisition, tell me a little bit about, you know, what do you prefer, organic or paid acquisition? Well, I've never done paid, so I don't know if I prefer that. But okay. no, I've never great. done paid acquisition. I've never done, I mean, other than paying for my editor on my podcast, yeah. like I have never all organic that stuff. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite yeah. organic marketing strategy? Um, you know, for a while when I first started, it was in between my podcast and my Instagram. I've recently gone off social. Um, and that was just because because of the nature of my niche, I was right. getting shadow banned or shut down like every other day. Okay. And that's that's just really frustrating to put like that much energy and attention into, into something, something that's to, like, getting shut down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for no reason. Right. You know, it would be like for nothing because oh. I don't even use you know, but it's like using the word sex. It's like, oh, shadow ban, banned, right? When I'm like, oh, it's so frustrating. It's so, it's so maddening, especially when it's, um, it's something that could really help society as a whole. Um, so that was a huge, um, part of my organic marketing was just showing up on social a lot. And there's still a lot of amazing content on there, but once my audience grew to, 
you know, a certain amount, then I had to, for my mental health and also just for like creating boundaries in my brain to create what I wanted to create, which I've done. I haven't been on social since uh, May, um, which is amazing. It, it's so amazing. It's like the best thing in the world. And so we've quit like, social media too. So I hear you. It's uh, yeah. like the best feeling in the world. <laughs> it's the best. It's the best. And, and also not to think like, wake up every morning and be like, Oh my gosh, what should I post today? And I, and then yeah. feel bad if I didn't, and I'm losing my audience. Cause I didn't like all of it. It's like, I've cleared out an entire floor in my brain for creativity now. So that, that did help get my audience going at the beginning, but really what I've been doing now, as far as organic marketing is doing more interviews on other people's podcast, okay. uh, reaching out to other uh, platforms. Like I've been doing what I'm calling like my own podcast tour. So just okay. pitching and promoting myself. Cause I think that especially when I get on and interviewed on podcast and can people can hear the unique way that I talk about this subject, it right. immediately brings them in and then they go to my podcast or they go to my email. They check it out. And then, yeah. And they check it out. They're intrigued enough to like learn more. So, and I find that the audience that, um, you know, whatever that podcast is talking to, it might be a different audience that wouldn't normally think of like, oh, I want to incorporate pleasure into my business building or like pleasure and profit. So I might talk about that, or I might talk about like on personal growth podcast about like the, the realm of personal growth. So really just seeing the way that all these fit into and thinking of myself in that way, and then pitching myself to a variety of different podcasts. I think it's great that you're not, you know, you're opening up, you're getting on, on, on different podcasts, going on as a guest and really getting into those other networks that you, you know, that's the great thing about podcasting, like the connections you can make, all the new networks you can uh, be opened up to. And that's huge. And I don't think there's another way better to do it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about uh, the way, you, do you monetize your podcast? Well, I get kind of confused by that. I mean, I think mm -hmm. I do. I don't like make money on my podcast, but a lot of my clients come from listening to my podcast. So if that's what you mean by monetize, yeah. yes. Awesome. <laughs> you so mean, like selling ads or something like, no, I don't do that. I don't have a Patreon or whatever that's called. Yeah. Yeah. So that or subscriptions. Like I don't monetize it in that way, but it's definitely a funnel for perfect uh, clients. So how does it work? Okay. So when people hear you on your podcast or say mm -hmm. here and there, you bring someone on as a guest, do you then get them on a book sales call or offer your, how do you go about offering that program to them when they're coming from the podcast or yeah, your, it your coaching? Sorry. Yeah. It kind of depends on what I'm um, in the middle of focusing on. Right. So it's like, right now I'm launching a course. And so my course is currently in launch. And so I talk about my course or I'll sprinkle it into the conversation or like we take it deeper inside of this course. And then really it's just a call to action to get like, check it out or to get on my email list and learn more. So usually it's like a call to action to get on my email list is. And from there, really, whoever's interested. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it. I so, like it. Yeah, and then it's yeah. not as harassing and not as, not as much as a sales pitch, right? You're, you're kind yeah. of just 
getting them into the email list and taking it from there. And anyone interested will reach out to you. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I know that this is kind of like bouncing back to your story and a little bit about your more so of the business, less about the podcast, but I am interested, you know, what are some of your favorite things about the business and, you know, the success that's come from it with, you know, you're doing something you're passionate about. Can we just talk a little bit more about, you know, the, the, the wins and, and all that kind of stuff with your business. Cause we didn't, I guess we didn't dive in that deep in that. And I want to make sure we kind of talk about that as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like, um, from a very meta level, there's a lot of celebration for me because I think it's not only, are we talking about women's sexual pleasure, which has been tabooed and blacklisted and all these things for so long, but we're actually encouraging each other. And I, you know, have created a business with that too. Like, like for me, you know, and talking about what I do. And as a woman, like that feels really cool. Like, it's not only am I getting to help all of these women, but I've been able to create a successful business that allows me to help more women that allows me to, you know, support my family that allows like all of that. So I think just like from that level, you know, it's really neat, but just from like wins, um, you know, I think there was such a block um in my head and not not to lie sometimes it still comes up like oh it's so easy if you're like business you know like business selling business to other business people or selling entrepreneurship or whatever right like these places and it's like oh that's totally a money maker I think that you know that has been my biggest mindset block to overcome is that I can find success in this business where it's not helping other people make more money. Um, because I think and you that, still get success from it. Right. Right. That's which is what, huge, yeah, which is, yeah. And I think that's been like the biggest, uh, like mindset objection is like, wait a minute, like I can be successful too. And that my success and my financial success is also possible, even though I'm not selling ways for people to make more money make directly, more money. you know, cause mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Like people are obviously seeing the value in this because yeah, like you said, like it's much, probably much easier selling something to someone that they know they're going to make money off of or this and that, but it's incredible that you have a business that people see the value and believe in it. And and obviously you're, you're very successful with it. So, you know, and they know that with the, the coaching programs, that's stuff to help them within. Right. And it's not necessarily going to make them more money. So it's amazing to, for them to see the belief and 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 the value in it, which is so important. And obviously they do if, because of how successful mm-hmm. you become. So that's yeah. congrats. Like that's amazing. Still working on it, but yes. <laughs> and know, it, I think I that's mean, the thing. I it's feel like, like it's everybody. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. You don't because like, it's you easy. Just don't it's an easy buy-in. You're when you're like, oh, I'm going to invest this money and I'm going to probably get this much money back. It's it. I think that there is all you know, especially in this niche, you get that objection of like, oh, I'm going to invest this money, but like, wait, it's hard for me as a woman to invest money in myself, but then to invest it in my sexual pleasure. Wait, what? Like, those are so like anti of what we've been taught and what we've learned. And so it's really challenged my brain, which has been so fun in building this business of like, okay, how can I think of this differently? How can I explain this and create safety and And look at it value and show it? Yep. Show the value in a different way. 
just looking at it from a different perspective and also like do you find that like mindset with being an entrepreneur the mindset is just huge right and it's it's something that we constantly have to work on right I know myself I have to I know almost everyone like even just to get to any next level you just it's it's your mindset it's all it starts with the mindset right because there's always going to be those challenges and different ones as you rise to the next level and the next level right um going off of that, what would you say some of the biggest challenges besides, you know, I know you mentioned some to do with, you know, finding the right people. Um, are there any other challenges that, you know, you, you've struggled with quite a bit throughout building this business to a sex, uh, uh, as I said, sex, and I meant to say successful, <laughs> um, uh, sex to topic. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, is there any like other challenges that, you know, you faced during the journey and with this becoming successful and, you know, as it continues to becoming successful, what are some of the other challenges that, you know, you happen to face? Yeah, I think at the beginning, one of the challenges was learning how, cause there's, you know, at, at the beginning it was, on, I was only doing one-on-one coaching, you know, okay. so it was like, a higher ticket price, like Mm one-on-one coaching, we work privately, but like, I can only coach so many people in a week. Like I, when you're doing it privately, especially. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially when you're holding space for like this kind of a topic, it's like, there was a lot of, you know, I needed to make sure that I was taking care of me in my space because it can be heavy. You know, I'm holding space for Mm -hmm. people's shame or grief or, you know, disappointments and, um, you know, past traumas or all of these sorts of things. And even if it it wasn't a past trauma, it was something, you know, an argument with a husband or something like that, that was causing a lot of pain. So I, I realized kind of early on in the business, like that this wasn't sustainable and it wasn't going to be scalable, you know, that okay. I couldn't just do one-on-one clients in this capacity. And so that was something like a point that I hit, you know, with challenges and trying to figure out is how to scale a, um, you know, a, a program and a topic, giving them the kind of support, you know, and, and me, like my voice and the safety that I created, if they couldn't do one-on-one, or if I didn't want to have, you know, 30 one-on-one clients every single week, which was just not good for me or for them. So I think that was like the biggest thing is just trying to figure out how to scale something that, um, not everybody wants to be in a group coaching program, right. You're getting especially or a mastermind where they're talking about sex. I mean, a lot of people did, mm-hmm. and that was great, but not everybody does feel comfortable. And that becomes one more objection in their mind that they have to overcome to be able to get the help that they want. So right. then it was like creating something else. Okay. How can you still get me? How can you get like a group experience? How can you get this information if you want to be anonymous? And so that's where the course was born out of, which with a, uh, an, a Q&A and group aspect coaching that then I had to create out of anonymity versus like a collaborative thing where everybody's on Zoom and their faces are being seen. So, right, right. And especially like some people, people being very shamed and or just not comfortable, yeah, right? Just like personal everyone's different in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be a struggle. That would be tough, but it's nice that you were over able to overcome most of it. I mean, you know, there's still going to be those challenges and whatnot, but, um, 
I guess I ha- we are getting close to the end of the episode, but I do have another question in regards to, you know, your next focus for mm-hmm. the coming year. Um, is there anything in particular? Is there a desire that you're, you're hoping um, to accomplish? What, what's your plan? Yeah. Uh, so my plan is like this first course came out called undressed and what I'm doing mm-hmm. is I'm creating a course kind of like, it's like a, a bundle or it's like a tiered. So it's like, Oh, you go through this, which is focused on the woman and the individuality. And then the next course is tangled. And so that's like a partner focused one. Love that. Yeah. And then the third one is like euphoric, which is like really taking, like really expanding your orgasmic capacity to be able to use uh, it to open up creativity and to open, like to help with motivation and help, like really like help entrepreneurs be able to use their energy created from pleasure to kind of go and expand and create out in the world. Um, and so just getting those next two courses out is my main focus for that. That is so exciting. And so yeah. that's for the next year. I love that you, you know, you kind of have them in order in a series on, and it's just, it's exciting. Yeah. I'm super yeah, excited. Thank you. Yeah. And I love this, what you're doing this topic, because I, I honestly, I swear the, the people with the entrepreneurs with the most unique and, um, different niche of a business it's just amazing to have them on and share that with the people listening because there's so many podcasts out there that you can kind of talk about the same thing or hear the same thing but this and these kind of challenges are really honestly stand out because they are they're much more unique right that not every business owner has I mean some of them do yeah but not everyone and uh, I think it's great to you know cover that yeah thank you Yes. So it's been amazing to have you on here, Danielle. Um, You know, if anyone's looking to connect with you, what would be the best way? Yeah, well, you can check out the podcast. It's my pleasure. And then you can go to my website, daniellesavory.com. That's where you'll find out information about the course um, or on my Instagram, even though I said I wasn't on there, there's a lot of really hilarious, entertaining reels about this topic Love it. Uh, that still live on there, even though I'm not currently posting, even though that, that might change. I might just have my assistant post all stuff. So I just don't have to interact with it. <laughs> right. still there. Good content. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Danielle, for everything. It's a pleasure having you on. And it's amazing to have someone on with a total different experience to share their challenges and also their wins. Um, I think it's super relatable to some of the people that are listening and especially the ones with also another unique business of their own. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. And if you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur and want to come on to the podcast, just like lovely Danielle did, please go to top100interviews.com and fill out the application. We'd love to have you on as well. See you guys later and we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. 
One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.